This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. So Kate Montana called in from Hawaii because she's just written a new romance novel. And I'm like, I don't know about romance novels, but I was interested to speak to Kate, a best-selling author and world-renowned speaker, on the subject she usually covers, the ego, life, the masculine and feminine. Her books include The E-Word, Ego, Enlightenment, and Other Essentials, and Unearthing Venus. And we'll get to the part about the romance novel, but where we're going to start is with ego evolution. What's that? I may actually have coined the phrase, we are works in progress. We are souls on a journey here on this planet. That's the premise. And the ego is something that comes as a result of living in a physical body. It's the result of a, it's the veil that religion talks about, that we, the, the looking glass through darkly that we look through, that obscures the truth of who we are, these beautiful, bright spirits. And the ego develops starting the moment we get spit out of the birth canal. So I got, I was just, I was deeply enmeshed in studying spirituality and something called transpersonal psychology and enlightenment. And I, through my own spiritual experiences and 37 years of meditation and contemplation, I came to understand the, the ego's journey. It's a tool, you know, the ego is not the enemy that so many people make it out to be. It becomes the enemy because our ideas about who we think we are, our opinions, um, the way social programming shapes us, that you know, what mommy and daddy said, what the priest said, what the teacher said, all of that is the fodder that makes us who we think we are, that we call the ego, our personality, our persona structure. And it's an evolution. And usually people get locked into, well, this is who I am by the time they're about 20, 25, 30 for sure, 40, you're over the hill, and <laughs> yet there's no hope for change. I mean, that's kind of the, the, the regular view of the, the ego. But oh my God, the ego can transcend to a place of inclusivity and expand into transcendent realms, in fact, and until so it disappears and we're home free and we know who we really are once again. So that's what I was writing about as it relates to modern science, biochemistry, how the brain functions, the latest findings in quantum physics. Yeah, that was my stomping ground for 25 years. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So this evolutionary ego psychology, the the evolution of the ego can take place over a lifetime? Absolutely. And it should. Most of the time it doesn't, which is why we're looking at the horrific mess that we're in soci- you know, socially today, and everybody's so confused and angry at odds, we're stuck. Most people are actually stuck functioning subconsciously at about a age five to six level, you know, dealing with all the child wounds and the fears and the separation and the anxiety and the competition. You know, we get stuck very, very early in survival mode, and we don't go beyond that. And then hence the whole spiritual trip of becoming enlightened, which unfortunately has gotten bogged down in the belief system that you've got to destroy the ego, that the ego is bad and it's your enemy. There's all these spiritual uh, practices to dissolve the ego and destroy it. And my orientation is like, wow, what if we, number one, understood what it is? Number two, understood that that's not who we really are. 
number three got our mental and emotional construct in order and brought that together with our soul and our soul's intention and our love for ourselves and one another at a higher level. And what if we brought all that together? Who would we be as a human being advancing with that kind of understanding that there's something more? There's more than just buying your house and getting a mortgage and getting a great lover and a, and a husband and a dog and a swimming pool and a, and a sports car and a 401k. There's more to life than this, but unfortunately the ego gets trapped in survival and day-to-day competition, controversy, and uh, conflict. And especially the conflict between men and women, which we're seeing play out on the on the, the political and, and global stage today. Right. So we get locked into these limited ways of functioning, and there's so much more. We're talking to Kate Montana, and I want to ask you this, along with so many other things. First, I want to illuminate something that you said. I want to underscore something that you said. We get stuck very early in survival mode, and that most yes. of us are, are operating on beliefs and fears from when we were a child. And this is what I talk yes. about when I go out and speak, is that inner child work, inner healing, healing that you know subconscious part of us that's driving the bus is the most important thing. The other thing mm-hmm. is, we waste so much time. You know, when we get to the other side or whenever, we're going to see that we're energetic, beautiful creatures, and we're wasting mm-hmm. so much time with, yeah. you know, trying to prove we're uh, taking our ground and standing our ground. I think of the ego sometimes as an energetic entity that sort of gives us cataracts. That's a great way of looking at it. Is great it, way of looking at it, Casey. What's the point of the ego, though? Why couldn't we just come into this world loving each other? Explain me that. Well, we, we, well, we do come into the world loving each other. But then the way the body works is, you know, if I look, if you're sitting here in the room with me and I look at you, my eyes, my body, my senses tell me that you're over there and I'm over here. You know, very early on at a subconscious level as babies, we recognize that the dog is not me, the crib is not me, um, the spoon is not me, mommy and daddy and, uh, and is not are not me. They're entities and things outside of me. And we learn very quickly that what is outside of us can hurt me. The dog can bite, the cat can scratch, mommy can spank me, or daddy can yell. And the kids can be mean on the playground, and we can hurt and fall down. And so we learn that this outside world, which is actually an illusion that it's outside of us, because quantum physics tells us everything is one thing. There's no no boundary where all of a sudden the atoms of Kate align and go, oh, I'm sorry, the atoms of Kate are now defined, and it's not the atoms of the bed that you're sitting on or the chair you're sitting in. There's a boundary. There's no boundary. That's what quantum physics has taught us. But we have not caught up as a society to what science is now finally concluding and verifying about what mysticism has been saying for thousands of years, that we are all one, that we are connected, that we are interconnected, that we are boundless and limitless. And, you know, and what was fascinating to, to get into writing of all things a romance novel, Apollo in me, Apollo is the god of healing. And I was in Greece finishing a book for Simon and Schuster on deadline called the E-Word, Ego, Enlightenment, and Other Essentials. And I'm, you know, Casey, I was totally into this whole subject of the ego because if people don't understand this construct, this cataract, 
this veil on their eyes that, that they that they project through and think they are and mistakes that they are. If we don't understand this, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to keep on doing the same game of conflict and competition and fear and survival-based existence. So anyway, I'm in Greece. I'm writing this book. I'm, I'm on a deadline. I've got three months. I'm at a friend's house um, on the island of Paros. She opened her doors and said, come finish the book at my house in Greece. Would yeah, you like that? And I was because, like, oh, well, okay, yeah. Because Maui was just so hectic. <laughs> well, I was actually, I was, I was in the Pacific Northwest at that time. Rainy okay. and cold. Very, right. very rainy and cold. So I went to Greece. I had, as a kid, I'd always been enchanted by the uh, god Apollo in the Greek mythology. And I, the first place I ever went on the planet outside of the United States was Delphi in Greece. So I went back to Delphi because I just wanted to reconnect after 40 years. And I spent one day in the ruins, and it was great. It was a little vacation and a break from writing this heavy book about ego, psychology, evolution, quantum physics, okay? So the next day, I took a hike up Mount Parnassus, and I'm up above the temple. And Casey, it's the weirdest thing. I'm just sitting there in the, on a hill in a beautiful spring morning in April in Greece. And all of a sudden, I had a vision of this beautiful man bounding over the rocks towards me. And he then sat down next to me and amazing copper-colored eyes, just, just stunning. And he turned to me and he said, hi, I'm Apollo. I have things to tell humanity. Let's talk. And poof, he was gone. <laughs> well, that blew my socks off. And I spent, you know, the next few days actually, instead of writing my book, the E word, I spent writing, well, what the hell did Apollo have to say? I mean, let's, it was so bizarre, Casey, out of the blue, broad daylight. So was it a download? Was it like an energetic download? And then did he help you write the book? Absolutely. As soon as I finished the E word, I actually ended up writing the book. I I was just obsessed. I I was taken over by this idea of, well, what did this ancient god of healing, this forgotten god, have to say to humanity? So I I finished the book while I was still in Europe, and then I had to put it aside because I had to get the E word out and publish marketing and sales and book tours and all of that. Well, fast forward two years later, and I'm on Maui. Well, actually, one of the reasons I'm on Maui, I swear to God, Casey, is because Apollo opened my feminine vessel up. I was a very, I've always been a a type A lenient gal, you know. I was raised to be a guy in a guy's world, you know. Mm -hmm. I thought that was what feminism was all about. You know, kick ass, be better than the guys at their own game, and get on with it, which is the game I played. And that's great. It's gotten me where I've gotten. But I've been feeling I've been missing something enormous in my life as a woman. And Apollo opened a floodgate to examine my own femininity and the depths of my feminine soul and what is the feminine. And his whole message to me and I guess the rest of humanity is all about balancing the masculine and the feminine, appreciating the feminine qualities of compassion and and softness and openness and vulnerability and connectedness and multidimensional operation and and intuition. It's like you could be both. You know, we, we have the qualities of the feminine within the masculine and the masculine within the feminine. It's in the yin-yang symbol. Oh, God, Casey, it, he, it, the whole book, the book transformed my life. That vision has transformed my life. And what unfolded is this outrageous story about how Apollo, he was the only god in the Greek pantheon of gods who had women as priests. 
priestesses in his, he was the only masculine god to have feminine priests. Natithia, who was the, the, the prophetess seer at Delphi, who basically was responsible for the guidance of a thousand years of Western civilization, was a woman, a married woman. And Apollo told me, or whatever, <laughs> whatever I was channeling, <laughs> that, that his whole intent was to hold the gateway of, of balance open between the goddess and the new sky god that was the fierce masculine sky god from you know, Jehovah that was coming in and taking over people's minds and very authoritarian, very structured, very linear, very limited, a masculine consciousness. He was desperate because he saw the fall of the goddess and he, he said he knew where this was going to go. And exactly where it's gone is where we are today, with men and women still at each other's throats. Society in this conflagration of, of conflict between masculine and feminine and Me Too movement and sexual discrimination and gender abuse and all of these things. He was like, I tried to hold the door of the gateway open to balance the masculine and the feminine until, get this, the Christos the time of the Christos and the Christ would come. Okay. He said, because the whole point of the Christ across all planets and universes, there's a point in ego evolution. Uh, well, I did tie it back in there, Casey. There's a point in ego evolution when we wake up to the realization of these cataracts on our eyes, that the lie that tells us that we're separate from one another and that we have to be afraid of each other okay. and stay in survival. Okay. And so, Hold on, yeah. i got to jump Go in here because you, 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 yeah. I, you got to Take a breath. Take a breath. Uh, <laughs> all right. You're listening to Sean on the Inspirational Health and Happiness Show. We're, we're talking now about the book Apollo and Me by Kate Montana. Could have been called How Kate Got Her Groove Back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, did you have to research this book or did do you feel Apollo wasn't really a god? I mean, that didn't happen, right? But, but that's, a, that's a good question. But, but, but that energy definitely exists in all of our psyches. Right? Absolutely. That energy, Absolutely. energy as an, exists. As, a, as an archetype. Yeah. And then you, you've got to ask the question, well, what happens when millions of people over a thousand years worship an ideal, an archetype of healing, of masculine beauty, of balance and compassion? What, what do you get? You get a thought form. You, know, you get a thought I'm, form and I'm, you get an energy. So let me ask you this. Did exactly. the energy of yeah. Apollo write this book with you or did you have to go look things up? Oh, um, both. As we went along, I did look things up about the details of the, the wars and the social and political structure at the time and who was doing what to whom. Those kind of details I looked up. Okay. Otherwise, this but is a other- download like uh, Conversations with God or A Course in Miracles, something like that. Yes? That's the best, that's the best way I can phrase it. Because, Casey, when I write, I, I, I just, it, it is a download. Okay. All my books Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Is, is Apollo yeah. still hanging out and giving you info, or did he move on? Oh, he's just so very much present. All I have to do is tune into that energy. That's a You nailed it, because that's an energetic that we are all able to tap into. Mm-hmm. Nothing special. It's, and, you know, and I'm still, quite frankly, I'm still trying to wrap my head around what the hell happened. But that's because, okay. You because, got a book, and we'll figure it out along the way. But let me ask <laughs> you this. What yeah, can yeah. you give us today in terms of 
evolutionary ego psychology, and quantum physics. So now that we know that we know energy can be tuned into, that we are all of one energy, that nothing is separate, and that things like archetypal energy like Apollo wants to interact mm-hmm. with us and help us have mm-hmm. a richer life, how can yeah. we take this information today and use it to make our day better? Once the cataracts come off the eyes and once we're no longer so afraid of the outside world and see it as outside of us, then the whole ball game changes. Then I'm no longer under a threat. Then I'm no longer pressured to, quote unquote, be somebody in the world and prove myself in in ways that society say I have to be. I have to be beautiful, I have to be smart, I have to be competitive, I have to be rich, I have to all these things. Those are all outside structures and layers of pressure that we put on us. And that's not really who we really are. Yes, we can dance in those realms and it's great to have money and nice nice things. I'm not saying anything about that. It's like all of a sudden the pressure's off, Casey. It's like I can relax. I can, instead of being always so on and leaning in, I can relax into a deeper, more nurturing, more vulnerable, open, receptive space rather than trying to push. You see, because we're we're so masculinized in our society, men are men and women are be, have become like men because we've confused equality with sameness. And now it's politically incorrect to even say that men and women are different. Well, by God, men and women are different. And if we don't acknowledge the differences, how can we ever become whole? So what's happened for me is this moving into a more feminine, more open, receptive, intuitive, by God, that whole process of this download or whatever the hell it was, has certainly been a process of opening up to intuition and other energetics, making me larger and more available to the world and the information at large. So once we open those gates and the barriers then come down, Casey, and I feel so much more at ease in my body. I feel so much happier in my own feminine. Oh my God. And the whole the whole book took a very surprising turn. It ended up being a romance between a get this older American author and a young and a Greek god who's like very in his thirties and gorgeous. And the issues about her sexuality and her judgment about her sexuality as she gets older, and the horror she feels about getting older because she's so locked into what the body it looks like rather than what her soul can shine through the wisdom of her years. So there's this huge other message about becoming ah, safe in your femininity and in your body and with age and that love transcends all of that being safe in your femininity one of the messages from kate montana kate with a c she broke the glass ceiling in network sports back in the late 70s getting hired by abc sports as the first woman to work monday night football So she had a successful career in network sports for television, ABC, NBC, CBS, ESPN, and eventually segued into a career in print journalism. Kate Montana, she has written The E-Word, Ego Enlightenment and Other Essentials, and Unearthing Venus, My Search for the Woman Within, and most recently, Apollo and Me. If you like works on evolutionary ego, psychology, consciousness, quantum physics, gender archetypes, and the divine feminine, Kate Montana is for you. 
She has a degree in humanistic psychology and lives on the island of Maui. Interesting lady. Hi, it's Casey. I'm actually away this weekend on a retreat. One of two spiritual weekend vacations I offer. If you missed this one, join us next month, October 16th through 18th. We'll have another weekend at the Graymore Spiritual Life Center in Garrison, New York. Come on, pack your bag, find more at Casey.co. We'll be back with an exercise from the retreat coming up next. Have you ever experienced a wish come true? For a child battling a critical illness, a wish come true can be a turning point. One song, one dance, one game, one adventure, one moment changes everything. Make-A-Wish needs your support to grant the wish of every eligible child. Visit wish.org now to help grant more life-changing wishes. Together, we can transform lives one wish at a time. At CBD Live Natural, their goal is to bring their customers the best all-natural products. There is a solution to change your quality of life that will help you live naturally without prescription drugs, which means you'll feel your best. CBD aids with health issues from fibromyalgia to anxiety, joint pain and eczema, acne, and so much more. The staff at CBD Live Natural really know their products, which helps them determine what's best for you, from oils and lotions and creams to candles, edibles, and even pet products. At CBD Live Natural, they don't just sell the products, they're consumers just like you. So you can trust them to recommend the best all-natural products to help you live natural and feel great doing it. CBD Live Natural stores can be found in Bedford Hills, the Westchester Mall in White Plains, and the Stanford Town Center in Stanford, Connecticut. Or you could shop online at their website anytime. CBDLiveNatural.com Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. I am away at a retreat with a group of women at the Mariondale Retreat Center in Ossining. We're playing by the pool and enjoying the river views. And if you ever wonder what goes on at a retreat, I'm going to share with you one of the exercises that we'll be doing this weekend. The weekend theme is deeply rooted women. We want to be deeply rooted. We want to stand strong in our light and power. But it's really hard for your roots to grow deeply. There's a lot of rocks in your soil. So one of the exercises we're going to be doing this weekend is to give the ladies time to reflect. And I invite ladies and gentlemen to take some time to reflect on all of the disappointments in your life. Interpersonal relationship disappointments. Maybe you were dumped Maybe you lost a job. Maybe your parents couldn't communicate well with you. Make a list of these situations in your life. You might have two or three or five or six. But there are things that when you think about them, they still smart a little bit or they still feel heavy. If you were to look back at those situations, what are the words that you wanted to hear and didn't hear? What are the words that would have healed you eventually in that situation. So take some time today or over the course of the next few days and just mull this idea over. What are the disappointments that still hurt? Interpersonal relationship disappointments that still hurt. And what are the words you needed to hear at that time? Write those words down. Maybe you needed to hear something like, you're a valuable employee and you have so much to offer, but this job isn't working out for you right now but I wish you the best and I know you'll find a better fit. Or there'll be so many things that I remember from this relationship and so many great times I cherish, but we need to like put this down now 
so we can move on and become who we're meant to be. I don't know. I'm really just pulling these words off the top of my head, thinking of instances that may have caused disappointment. Or maybe from a good friend who would say, you know, we need to take a break right now. This friendship feels like it's on rocky ground. I love you and I'll always remember what we had, but let's just take a break and come back to this. I respect you, but we're not in a good place right now. What are the words you needed to hear? Maybe from a sibling or from a parent. Even if you're sure in your heart the other person couldn't have possibly had the depth or the, or the generosity of spirit to say these things. It doesn't matter if they would have said them. What are the words you needed to hear? What words would have healed you? Those are the words that we need to build on to become a deeply rooted person. And those are the words we need to say to ourselves. In the end, to be a deeply rooted human, we all need to go back and heal our lives. We all need to go back and reparent ourselves. We all need to make that voice in our head be our biggest cheerleader, our best friend, our faithful supporter. We all need to retrain our brains to say the words that heal our souls. So that's one of the exercises we're going to be working on this weekend. What are the words you needed to hear from that person? Those are the words you must believe in your heart to be true and say them to yourself. I'm telling you, you got to come to one of my retreats. Good stuff happens. Let's find a thought for the day. Okay. I found one from Alan Cohen, who said, To love yourself right now just as you are is to give yourself heaven. Don't wait until you die. If you wait, you die now. If you love, you live now. Shazam! Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.